On this episode of Life and Lessons, I flip the script and I talk about just one thing, what it is really like to run a business as a 24 year old. Hey, how's it going? Hope you're well. This is episode number seven of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This podcast is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I attempt some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number seven in that journey. If you're a regular listener, if you're back here again, welcome back. And also, I was having a conversation with my brother today. Big ups if you're part of something that I'm going to call the Friday Gang. So my brother was telling me that he listens every single morning, sorry, every single Friday morning as soon as this drops and looking at the analytics of the podcast on Apple and on Spotify, I see that quite a few people do that. So every single Friday when this drops, I see you either in the morning or in the evening uh, on your way to or from work or whatever, giving this a listen as soon as it comes out. So I appreciate everybody who listens, but... I really appreciate you guys who get on this quick every single week. As I always say, I hope you've had a good week. I hope that these middle of January blues aren't hitting you too badly. For me, this has probably been one of the busiest, but also one of the least eventful weeks I've had since starting this project, since starting this podcast. Other than trying to navigate some challenges with my dad and all that he's going through, which I'll talk about more in next week's episode, Uh, This week has been basically just work. Actually, tell a lie, I did no work on Saturday and went to Chloe's, watched 24 Hours in Police Custody, which, by the way, those two episodes that came out a few weeks ago are a madness. If you haven't watched it, go to 4OD or whatever it's called these days and check it out. Actual madness. So yeah, watched that on Saturday, ate some pasta, tried to get my head around the Masked Singer. But other than that, This whole week has just been work and meetings. It's a week that took me from Wales to Reading, back to Wales to London, back to Wales again, and then on to Corby, where I am now. I also almost ended up in Milton Keynes, but had a meeting pulled at the last minute, so that didn't happen. And between all of that travel and all of those meetings, I've been working every moment I can to try and counter the hours and hours that are lost when we do weeks on the road like the one we've just done. And so, if I'm entirely honest with you, when I sat down to reflect on this week and try and decide what to talk to you about in this episode, my mind was kind of blank. In a usual week, I would have typed into my phone, notes on my phone, which is probably my most used app. I literally type everything in notes. I would normally have typed notes into my phone about the things that I'd been going through in any given week and then kind of collate them together. But this week there are no notes because I've just been so busy and busy with things that either aren't that interesting or things I can't really talk about. I've either been sat at my desk working on client projects that I naturally can't talk about in too much detail, or I've been sat in meetings with clients or partners for projects, which I also can't talk about. But in a way, 
the fact that I have nothing to talk about and I've just been working is why I think this episode for you will be one of the most insightful ones so far. Because this week I've been in full running a business mode. I've been full-time working, doing the thing that I actually do, right? I've been running a business and running a business isn't always interesting. It's not always the fun side of things. In fact, sometimes, if not most of the time, it's just lots and lots of work. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode. It's a little bit of a departure from the usual format of two or three points. And I just really want to focus down on this because something I don't touch upon a huge amount in this podcast is the the vast percentage of my life, which is just doing work, right? Stuff that isn't glamorous, that isn't particularly exciting from the outside looking in, but consumes huge amounts of time. And so for the first time in the series, I want to open up a little bit more about what it's really like to be a 24-year-old who's part of running a growing business. So for a bit of context, between January the 1st and January the 17th this year, I worked every single day. For 17 days in a row, I sat on my laptop, I sat in meetings, I sat on calls, and I focused on getting done whatever needed to be done. 17 days without a day to switch off, without a real weekend, without a day at home in Corby to just disconnect. Now, let me be clear, that's not a typical streak for me. I'm not suggesting that I routinely go non-stop for 17 days in a row back to back throughout the year. January is always a busy time for our business, the same as the beginning of any quarter, in fact. So the beginning of the quarter, beginning of the year, it is more busy than usual. So there's been more to take care of than usual. Um, But here's the thing, when you run a business or do anything for yourself the hours and days you work are kind of dictated by necessity and by ambition rather than the the times written on a bit of paper you know nobody expects you to be in between nine and five but everybody expects you to get done what needs to get done and sometimes that means waking up at six and going to bed at say 10 p.m right that there are no hours just whatever is required You do whatever it takes to get the job done because you have to, because in a way, that is your job. There's nobody there to pick up the pieces. If you fail, there's nobody to pass blame to. Nobody waiting to give you an excuse. There's no disciplinary system, no appraisals. When you're running a business, the difference between staying in business and failing is often how willing you are to do the work in spite of everything else. And that's kind of what I was reflecting on as I planned this episode, because that's kind of what this week and indeed the last 17 days as part of this week um, were. They were just work. They were the, the process of running a business, which I think is often misunderstood by a majority of people. Uh, I can tell you this firsthand, right, that running a business isn't what you see on The Apprentice. It's not what you see on Instagram and shit. More often than not, it's not what you hear about in this kind of podcast. The act of running a business has been discounted by culture and turned into a thing that so many people aspire to do, and yet so few people have the willingness to do the work to achieve. If I look at my last week, let alone the last 17 days, it's been non-stop, right? All of the things that you would expect me to be doing, so that's 
getting promised work out of the door on time to clients. It's being reactive to client requests. It's planning into the future, but also considering the consequences of the things that we've been doing right now. It's prospecting for new work and completing audits uh, on behalf of potential clients and preparing strategy strategy documents for meetings. That's a mouthful. It's having meetings with clients, it's the follow-up communication surrounding that, it's the logistics of getting to and from meetings, but then it's also a, a lower level of things that you might not actually consider, and it's these things every week that crop up out of the blue that require attention or immediate action, but that don't really get considered, right? So it's ensuring that everybody in the business has what they need to be able to get their job done. It's doing things like what happened this week, phoning the water cooler company because, you know, the water cooler suddenly breaks in the office. There's no hot water. There's there's no cold water without walking down the corridor. It's inconvenient. It's having to deal with that. It's messaging a client at 7 p.m. on a Sunday evening whilst I'm out for dinner to assist with something reactively because uh, the, the situation that was happening just couldn't wait until Monday morning. It's going out for food with clients to maintain those relationships to ensure that they're not just transactional. Running a business, especially in the the early years, the years that I'm still in right now, is a lot of fucking work. And it's it's work that people see, sure, but it's also a shitload of behind-the-scenes work that nobody sees. People assume that running a business is an instant key to freedom from having a boss to working whenever you want, to making huge amounts of money from the jump. But it's never that. People on Instagram might try and convince you otherwise, but building a real business, not a business that is trying to sell courses about selling a business, not a business that you use as an excuse to then go and get speaking slots, building a real business is a lot of work. Like I said, people think that running a business is freedom from having a boss, but in the case of Dream, a services business, sure, we don't have a boss, but actually we have dozens. Every one of our clients is rightly able to hold us accountable, and so we're continuously working to meet and exceed the expectations of many business owners and marketing managers at any one time. You could say that they're our boss, and the same applies to any business, right? Even a consumer business you might not have a boss but if you have thousands of customers and you're answerable to every single one of them you do have a fucking boss right people think that running a business is having the freedom to work whenever you want from wherever you want and i think that you should it should be clear from what i've told you about this month so far that that's not always the case i mean sure i could sit here today and say fuck it i'm not going to do any work but all that means is that tomorrow, I'm going to have twice the amount of work to, kick, to, to take care of. And so, uh, for as long as we have ambition to grow, this continuous stream of work that needs taken care of will continue to relentlessly flow. People think that running a business is an instant way to make loads of money overnight, but for anyone who's started from scratch, and I know many people who have gone through this process, that's not always the case. Often, business owners are taking the absolute least they can from their business. And that's only right because staff and 
business overheads and suppliers and other costs have to come first because without any of those things, you don't have a business and without a business, you don't have any income. And so in the early days, many business owners are opting for long hours with low pay, no security and constant pressure. It's a lot of risk for no guaranteed reward. And more often than not, if you look at the statistics at least, even when you reach that reward, you're still not going to be making huge sums of money. I look at people I went to school with who now work in the typical kind of well-paid jobs, right? So in places like the big four, places like PwC or in multinationals. Uh, And I know for an absolute fact that lots of them are taking home many multiples of what I am, if we're looking purely at money, right? And they're working fewer hours, that's for sure. They definitely have more security and they're getting things like paid holidays and a whole range of benefits and bonuses. And if they stick at it, they have a clear career progression in front of them. So on paper, taking that route of getting a comfortable job seems like a no-brainer. But having spoken to other people who run businesses and do their own thing, I think I've come in the last week to a bit of an understanding as to why I could never have taken that path and why so many people who run businesses often follow this exact same uh, unconventional path, which I appreciate that's quite a paradox saying that lots of people follow an unconventional path, but we're, we're still in the minority, right? So here's the thing, to get a well-paid, comfortable career, like the one I just spoke about, you more often than not need a degree. And to get a degree, you need to have gone to university. To go to university, you need to have A-levels, and for A-levels, GCSEs. And so to do well at all of those things, unless you understand that exams are generally quite arbitrary and designed to test how good you are at passing an exam, if you put that to one side, To do well at those, you need to engage with education. But follow me here. Engaging with education, to do that, you need to fit within the current way that schools teach. And I think that education currently, at least in my experience, is almost entirely at odds with what it takes to be able to run a business. Education often tells us what to do without giving good reason. It teaches us the way things have always been done, the current accepted norm, right? The answer that's at the end of an exam paper, the thing that you need to know in spite of anything else. It offers this kind of one-size-fits-all pre-built solution. And I think from a young age, you, you kind of know if you don't get along with education. If you know, listening to this, that you didn't get along with education, you're going to know what I mean. If not, just work with me here. Trust me that you you have a feeling if you don't get along with education from quite a young age. I think I mentioned in episode number one that as early as like 13, I knew for a fact that at least what half of the lessons that I was forced to sit through were a waste of time. I'm talking things like geography, like RE, PE, much of English literature, the sciences. I knew that all of those things did not interest me as an individual. And I knew that they didn't align with who I wanted to be. Um, But, you know, you're forced to sit through them and you you get this feeling in your stomach that you can't be asked being there and that leads to disengagement and it's just, it's a cycle, right? And I was talking to an old teacher of mine in the summer 
and I said something which uh, she didn't agree with, but that I still believe to be true about education and entrepreneurship. I said that in school, the bad kids are often the ones who go on to do the best things, because bad by the standards of school is often good in the real world. Education often punishes behaviours that are rewarded by the market. Things like challenging the norm, being confident enough to speak up, rejecting your clear weaknesses rather than investing the time into into improving areas that you know will never benefit you. Like asking why and finding holes in the current system to try and find better solutions, not just blindly doing what you're told or blindly doing things the way that the current norm suggests you should. And so let me tie all of these thoughts together, right, to explain where I'm going with this, because to a majority of people, the picture that I've so far painted in this episode about what it's like to run a business must sound fucking terrible. But from a young age, and I think I've said this before, I've always known that this is what I wanted to be doing to be running a business, to be doing my own thing, to be facing the ups and downs of taking an unusual path. And I'm sure that it's the same with, I don't know, athletes and artists and musicians and anybody who falls outside of what is considered the norm. When you know what you want to do from a young age, you're able to really niche down on it, to focus on that one thing, whatever it happens to be, and to spend years and eventually decades getting good at it. And so, despite the 17 days of back-to-back work this month, so far, despite the years of pure risk and low reward that I've been through, despite the lack of security, despite the long hours, despite the pressures, despite everything that you might see as a negative, there's nothing I'd rather be doing because this is exactly what I want to do, right? It's, it's not about any of the the things that Instagram would have you believe it's about. Uh, and so that's it. In the absence of, quite honestly, having anything actually tangible to tell you about this week, because I've been so head down in the business, I thought I'd explain to you uh, in, you know, a little bit of detail, like I just have, why I actually do this. Uh, because... A majority of my life and a majority of my time is spent working on dream in one way or another. And most of that work I can't generally talk about or share with you. But I think this episode was a good opportunity to give you some insight into what drives me. It's not money. It's not the potential upside. It's not the supposed freedom. It's definitely not the clout attached to entrepreneurship that some people on Instagram peddle. It's some of those things in part, sure, but more than anything, it's the process. It's the years of knowing that you're laying foundations, of knowing that you're holding your breath longer than anybody else is willing to, to know that eventually, one day, many years from now, you're going to be able to step back and look at the fucking machine that you've built. And so that's what I'm in this for. Right, that's it. That is all I have for this week because, like I've said three or four times, nothing else I can really talk about, but still committed to pushing out one of these podcasts every single week. Um, Look, some are going to be 
uh, very much based in things that happened that week in quite a tangible way. And I think I've said this before, but other episodes are going to be slightly more abstract because it's not always the the exact things that happened this week that I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes it's the thought processes on the back of that, right? The name of this podcast uh, is there for a reason. It's both life, that being the things that I did in the here and now, but also lessons being the thoughts that are generated on the back of that. And so, yeah, sometimes we're going to tie those two together. Other times, like this episode, it's going to be just the lesson side of things. But I have a feeling that this podcast is actually a little bit shorter than usual. So before I go, I'm going to do something that seems really counterintuitive. If you uh, follow the assumption that I'm trying to build a podcast audience here, it seems really counterintuitive for me to send you in the direction of other podcasts, to tell you other podcasts to listen to that you might enjoy, right? Because you can only listen to so many podcasts. And so whilst I currently have your attention, I probably shouldn't be giving it to other people, but I'm going to do that because um, there are free podcasts that I'm really enjoying at the moment. And I think that you will like them too. And so I'm going to very quickly tell you about them now. The first is called Psycho, and spelled S-C-I-C-O. And it's by two guys called Jamie and Will. Uh, I believe Jamie's from Corby. Um, He went to Brookweston, which if you listen to episode one, if you know, you know. Uh, And yeah, it's just those two sitting down around a couple of microphones once a week and just having interesting conversations, which is my favorite format of podcast where people just talk openly and share their thoughts. Uh, So that's a good one to check out if you have the time. It's spelled S-C-I-C-O. The second podcast is by a good friend of mine, Peter Watson. He is the co-founder and managing director, managing director of Distract. Can't get my words out. Uh, and his podcast, Behind the Journey, looks at exactly what it's like to be running a business. So that could be one of interest if you've enjoyed this episode, because I typically focus more on the what is my life like side of things, whereas Peter in Behind the Journey focuses more on the day-to-day nuts and bolts of what it's really like to run a business. So if that's something of interest, check it out. It's called Behind the Journey. And then the third podcast, which I fucking love, is by a guy from Love Island Series 1. Now, drop any assumptions you've just made in your mind about what somebody from Love Island is like because Chris Williamson is the exact opposite of all of those stereotypes one of the most interesting people I've ever encountered in his podcast, Modern Wisdom, is just incredible. Check it out if you get the time and if you're going to start anywhere with Modern Wisdom, listen to the Life Hacks series. There's 10 episodes of that and fuck me, it's interesting. And that's it. So, like I always say, thanks for listening. Um, As always, please do, if you have anything to talk about from this episode or any other episode, drop me a message. I got a really, really, really interesting message last night from somebody on Instagram talking about uh, the the challenge they've set themselves to not drink for the whole of 2020 and some of the similarities that they've experienced compared to what I spoke about in, I believe, episode number five of this, where I talk about my journey of two years without alcohol and Like I always say, messages like that, which relate back to something I've spoken about, but start a dialogue are just incredible because, yeah, there's this little network of people around me now who have similar interests, who are able to talk about the things I speak about here. 
And look, I'm going to say this every episode because I just fucking love it, but it's incredible. So please do continue. If you do want to message me, the best place to reach me is on Instagram where I'm Spooner Sean. I'm going to spell that again, although I spell that every single week because apparently there are three or four different ways of spelling Sean. So my username on Instagram is S-P-O-O-N-E-R-S-E-A-N. And if you do message me, I'll look out for your message. And finally, please do, uh, if you're listening on Apple, rate this five stars. I see that a few of you already have. I am told on good authority that that's going to help this podcast reach new people. And that's what we all want. So please do rate it five stars if you think it's worth it and you're listening on Apple. Uh, And as always, if you do enjoy this episode, please do share it wherever you feel you want to. Right, that's it for another week. Uh, Hope you have a good week and I will see you back here this time next week for episode number eight of Life and Lessons. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.